When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. future we're talking real money thank you for being part of talking real money here every saturday to answer your questions try to help you with your concerns try to get you moving in the right direction or or get a second opinion or figure things out that have been troubling you they were here to answer all those various questions for you 855-935-TALK is our telephone number 855 935-8255. I'm Tom Cock, half of the equation here. The other half, Don McDonald, is out on the road. He's heading our way. Uh, He had a trailer that turned into an emergency. Wow, I'm going to let him do all that explaining for you uh, next Saturday uh, when actually he'll be here without, uh, without yours truly because I will be on vacation. But Don, I'm sure, will spend just minutes and minutes, maybe hours, explaining how his trip went sideways. So stay tuned for that. That will be a very important program and something you wouldn't want to miss. So make sure you, 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 you put that in your calendar. But today we're here to answer your questions, 855-935-8255. You know, we spend... A lot of time talking about the investing side of money, the investing side of your future. Because if you save something, you need to have it grow a bit, right? We, there's something like $8 trillion in banks right now, and which is great for the banks because you put that money there with very little expectation of return, and they're investing it, and they're making money on that. So that feels not so great to you, but... I'm fascinated when I ask people what they think an important topic for this program would be. And I asked one of my favorite clients about this today, and she said, uh, when talking to a friend, business associate of mine earlier this week, who's a few years younger than me, he said something that struck me. Many of us are one catastrophe away from being homeless. This came up when we were talking about the Seattle homeless issue. And Many of you worry about getting by day to day. You worry about, well, if I lost my job or if I had a serious illness or if some other catastrophe happened, how would I deal with that? And that is an issue. Well, and the a couple of things I think to keep in mind here. Number one, and this is an easy one because most of us can remember 2008. A lot of people lost their jobs in 2008, right? 2008, 2009 or they had to take less, or they had to work part-time, or their company cut benefits, or there was a lot of uh, tough times there. And the people that managed to survive that and do it well were not in debt, right? They didn't owe people to uh, money to others. They So they weren't borrowers, right? They weren't spending beyond what they were bringing in. Because another part of this equation oftentimes can be simply changing your life to some extent, right? If it's if it's a drastic reduction in income, then maybe you have to reduce the way you live 
dramatically. The other part would be having an emergency fund of some kind, setting a bit of money aside every single month. And there's ways to do this. Very easy ways, by the way. You can do a thing called Acorns, which I love because it's automatic. It's a disciplined approach. Money comes out of your account every time you use your debit card and goes into another account and actually gets invested. But you should have an emergency fund of some kind, three to six months set aside for whatever major catastrophe could come along. And here's another idea, by the way. You could also have credit available. Sometimes you're not going to use that credit. You might have a HELOC. You might have a credit card that is there for something that major that comes along. I am astounded the amount of times I read that many Americans could not come up with four or $500 if they need it. I'm not telling you to go take out a credit card and run up a debt or buy an island or do anything crazy, but you should have it available to you so that it's there for whatever disaster may await. Those are some things I think that would work for you to avert a potential huge catastrophe. In other words, if you lost your job or if you had a health problem and then you had no backup and you had to move or you had to live somewhere that didn't you didn't want to, at least having some of these other things in place to give you some sort of safeguard. I agree that many people are just one little problem or big problem away from having their lifestyle change dramatically. Live beneath your means, save something, have an emergency fund, and have some other available resources so that when some catastrophe does come along, you're able to take care of yourself. Uh, You know, I just say, for me, I just fall back. I have my children take care of me, but that's a whole other show. We're not going to get into that. So take care of yourself. Be ready for whatever's around the corner, because frankly, we never know when it is. Your questions and calls right here on this program today, 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. I do want to mention very quickly, I did not give out the title of Don's new talk, which is absolutely terrific. Good help is hard to find. That class is being taught Saturday, August 10th in Bellevue or Wednesday, August 14th in Bellevue. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com to sign up for those because they're they're small. It's a brand new class, and I think you'll really enjoy it. It's about our industry and how you should do everything you can to protect yourself. Coming up, we're going to go back to our in-studio guest who's got some great information for you. Stay with us here on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money, 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. Our guest fervently is committed to educating and empowering investors He's been around this business for, gosh, well, going back to the 60s as a stockbroker, reformed stockbroker, started his own firm in 1983, which is still around 30-odd years later. Paul Merriman, welcome to uh, welcome back to Talking Real Money. Thank you, you for know, being here. It's, it's great to be here, and I think it should be noted that you and I worked together yeah. on the radio and podcast Love for it. 
over 10 years and it was fun. absolutely a ball i love it yeah. yeah i had a great 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 time there so and you got me started in all this and i i love this business so thank you for all that paul will answer questions when uh, when you pose one to him otherwise i'll turn his mic off it's not a problem <laughs> 855-935-8255 let's go to the phones richie awaits hi richie how are you oh i'm doing well good thank you. good to hear how can we help you well, I had a couple of questions. Well, one for Paul. I I, I bet it the bullet and got in your ultimate buy and hold portfolio with M one. And uh, but good. Um, and uh, my question about that was, what's a prudent uh, time frame to rebalance? I know they putative rebalance every time I fund my IRA every month, but I mean a full rebalance is it monthly or yearly or I think, and just just so people understand what M1 is, it's a it's a brokerage firm yeah. where you can put money into. In, in my particular case, I've got a portfolio there that people can use. I don't make anything off that portfolio, uh, but you can use it, and it will automatically, as new money comes in, nudge the portfolio to the right uh, asset allocation. But once a year is, I think, it's it's plenty, Richie. That that uh, you don't need to do it any more than is it that. qualified money? Is it like it, you yes. said, Ira? Okay, yes, so that's it okay. It is then, qualified, yeah. and uh, and it could be taxable as well. Well, no, but, but I'm just saying in terms of the rebalance, because then you might face some capital ah, gains. Ah, it was taxable, yeah. right? But but uh, have you found that to be an easy way to invest and get everything taken care of uh, without having to do anything yourself? Oh yes, I, I I like it because uh, again, it's it's no cost to me, and yeah. uh, one automatically gets a full amount of diversification with ten yeah. ten. So does this use Vanguard funds or what are the funds? No, they're ETFs. Oh, ETFs. They're ETFs. Fantastic. But here's the amazing thing, Tom, uh, and and Richie has found this out uh, in in using M1. It amazes me in in the mid '60s when I came into the industry. 1960. 1960. Yeah, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the load funds charged 8.5%. Wow. Okay. And Talk about one day loss. I know. I know. And there were very few no load funds around. And if you had a trade on 100 shares of yeah. IBM, how much? It was $175. Woo. Today it's 495 or 595 Soon to be free. And now, yeah. like with M1, there are no commissions. There are no so commissions. So custo- where's the cust- who's holding that money? No, it's one of the it's one of the big uh, uh, custodial okay. outfits, wow. and and I'm not remembering which one it is now. Nice. But uh, but but the but the bottom line is they're making their money because of cash balances yeah. yep. and they all this out stuff. That, way. Yep. Yeah, and and so now and Fidelity has funds with no commission to get in, no fees once you're in, and no minimum. The zero. I mean, think yeah. about. I know it, it is never been easier to be a good investor yeah but it's still the challenge of the emotional aspects of the process richie does that answer your question i mean i th- and i agree with paul i think once a year is plenty to re- rebalance your overall account asset allocation if you will right uh, i had i had one more question yeah go yep go ahead okay well i'm i am a teacher here in washington and uh, I had a background in finance long before I became a teacher, and 
I, I jumped on it when they uh, when they went from a full benefit program to a half benefit and and let me invest the other half. But uh, I think the state is starting to see see that a lot of teachers didn't really uh, feel comfortable with that, and so they're they're as of this year they're defaulting everybody back in the full benefit plan. But hmm. that's neither here nor there for me. Uh, the question is, uh, would it be prudent? I mean, because I kind of thought to do this myself. When I do retire, uh, the state offers an annuity uh, through the state. Uh, this has got a balanced refund and a 3% annual Yeah, I kind of like that annuity, actually. Yes, I've looked at that before. The TAP annuity? Right. Yeah, yes. it, that's a pretty good product, actually. People are going to hear me say something good about an annuity, but this is a whole different than what the insurance industry offers. I think it's a. I think for many people, that's a good alternative. Right. Well, I I, I thought so because yep. uh, again, I, I I'm plan to hold off on my Social Security until I'm seventy. Good. And so I did want to have a pot of of guaranteed money to live off of, basically, in addition to my rollover IRA and my HSA money. And so I thought, well, maybe annuitizing, at least. Some of it of investments yep. in Plan Three. Yeah, I think if you had the if, if you had the ultimate buy and hold in one place, a tap annuity somewhere else, and the Social Security, that gives you a pretty good pretty good mix of uh, income sources in retirement. We're just about out of time. Go okay. ahead, Paul. Richie, how long have you been taking care of your money professionally the way you are? Oh well, I've been doing it. I've been. I was a big uh, advocate of. Uh, he okay. escaped me, the chairman of Vanguard. Bogle. Uh, John Bogle. But, yeah, John Jack Bogle. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been with Vanguard since since yeah. I started actually Good. getting any money that I could save. I put, I've been putting money in Vanguard that's, forever. That's so. great. You're Good doing, luck to you, you're Richie. You're doing really well, Richie. Thank you very much for your call. But no, I, and I like the idea of having various sort of pots, if you will, of money that way. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's. Uh, I think that it'll give you some comfort in retirement. I'll put it that way because you could have, and you could draw differently for a different times. So, and yes, the tap annuity is is a actually a pretty good product. So you've never you've never looked at that. Yeah, one. Yeah, well, you know, it's not something I've yeah. run into. But you know what impresses me? I mean, here's a somebody who has thought of all the moving parts. Yeah, right. And Rarely other people won't yep. take the time to stop. Yeah. It doesn't take long to nope. learn about this stuff. Yep. And and the payoff for him is probably going to be huge. Yeah, no, and that does raise the other issue, of course, about Social Security waiting till age 70 because it's something like 90% of America that takes up before full retirement age. Yeah. That's the, the benefit you take at that age, that's the same benefit basically you're going to get the rest of your life. And remember that prices at normal inflation rates double about every 22 years. So that what you got, that $1,500 a month, that's going to be worth about seven fifty in 20 years. And the surviving spouse is right. going to well, get more. Yes, it Maybe might, not yours. Well, no. <laughs> her boyfriend's very expensive, so I want to make sure they live well after I am gone. I had a lot of money. That's going to be expensive lifestyle to maintain. So I understand that, oh. honey. I'm always thinking about you. 855-935. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to the program 855-935-TALK is our telephone number i'm tom cock our guest is paul merriman don't even need to say more when you're talking about money and finance and mutual funds and retirement when i talk about paul so we'll continue with your questions and calls in just a moment tom and don are talking real money 
Money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Your questions and calls, 855-935-8255. We go back to the phones, and Tom now joins us on the telephone. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you? I'm doing just great. How can I help you? Well, uh, annuity. I, you just talked a little bit about it with the other person, but I have a friend that I was talking to that's considering an annuity, and I listen to you guys uh, frequently, and you talk down annuities. You said the cost is too high and a bunch of other stuff. So my comment to this person was, <clears throat> after they told me that they let's just say they put $100,000 in just to pick a number, and that $100,000 was guaranteed. I said, well, yeah, but what about the commissions? They said, oh, they said the insurance company pays the commission. I don't have to pay that. So I said, does that mean that you get to use $100,000 through the annuity? And they said, yes. Is that true? No. Okay. Well, no, but, I mean, here's the basic math could tell you. Okay, so they pay a commission to the person that sells that annuity. Did By the way, did. yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, at the bottom, of, at the end of the day, a thing called the surrender charge. In other words, if he went to get his money back the next day, he'd get it back minus, depending on what the commission was, 8%, 7 whatever it is. Penalties. Yeah. Penalty. That, and that is the commission that that person received. You, right. If you held it there for 10 years, or however long the surrender is, and then got the money back, then no, he would not have paid the commission. But here's what he would have paid, generally. High expense, the, the, the expenses of the annuity, right? All the insurance, all that. The expenses of the underlying assets. I mean, again, you can type this in online and read it yourself from independent sources, not run by the insurance industry. They're going to tell you that's somewhere between three and four percent a year, depending on the type of annuity. And you can't get your money. And I mean, there's I could go on and on and on. The reasons we don't like them. Go ahead, Paul. Well, I was just going to say, here's something you can tell your friend before he signs on the dotted line. If he decides to do it, have him call Vanguard and ask what what they would pay under the same set of circumstances. And the second place I would call, it's it sounds silly, but it's Stan the Annuity Man. Oh, I love And you can look up Stan online. I yeah. think Stan the Annuity Man to get another opinion. So it wouldn't just be ours. So no, we're not fans of that. I mean, and some of this depends on what, why somebody would want to buy an annuity. What's the, what's the rationale? I think people think when they buy an annuity, they're getting something for nothing. And I'm trying to tell them, no, the insurance company wouldn't do that. There's no reason. And by the way, why did an insurance company just pay the insurance agent something, a commission that doesn't, it comes from somewhere. Well, it, well I mean, the fact is, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and what happens is, is the payout they make is adjusted based on the, on the commissions they're going to pay. Correct. So if they would give up their commission totally, they would get a higher payout. No kidding. It's, so it's, there's no magic to it. And some of the time, Sometimes those payouts can be eight to ten percent. And what would people say to be able to make uh, ten thousand yeah. dollars in a matter of a couple of hours? Of, we saw of, somebody came in and made the the, the agent made seventy two thousand dollars in an afternoon. 
Yeah. Now think how incentivized oh, yeah. you are when somebody's sitting across the desk. I can put you in an index fund that makes me nothing, or I can make seventy grand. Who's not going to want to make the seventy grand? Right? I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. Tom, thank you for your question. Good luck with your friend. Uh, before we get to the bottom of the hour here, Paul, I want to make sure that we mention to people that you will be speaking at the American Association of Individual Investors meeting right here in Seattle on September twenty. Mercer Island. Mercer, I count oh. that as Seattle, Seattle <laughs> okay. metropolitan area on the twenty. 21st, and you can learn more by going to paulmerriman.com. That's where I saw it. Uh huh. So, on the 28th of September, uh, that's right. I'll be at the uh, Green Lake uh, Library uh, in the afternoon there, uh, speaking to the fans of uh, Choose FI, Choose Financial Independence. All right. Young people trying to save and invest and retire early. Yeah, which is. I don't want to do that, but they they go they they can have it. So anyway, uh, take advantage of those things. Learn more by going to paulmerriman.com for that information. We'll be back with your questions eight five five nine three five eight two five five as we continue talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one stop shop for real money information. Talkingrealmoney.com. We're talking real money. Welcome back. 855-935-8255. A great opportunity for you this week because, yeah, normally it's Tom and Don answering questions. This week we bring in the guy who's been around this business since I think the Ulysses Grant administration. I believe I have that correct. (laughs) Or maybe it was Harrison. Somewhere back there, Paul Merriman, our friend, who's got uh, still giving some great help and education. None of it for money. You can learn more. You can can listen to his podcast. You can get his... uh, his portfolios, articles, all that by going to paulmerriman.com. As I just mentioned a minute ago, he's still speaking, uh, unbelievably, still speaking under his own power. <laughs> Two sessions coming up in September. You can learn more about that by going to the web. Let's go back to the phones. Rolf joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Rolf. Hi, how are you? Very well. How can we help you today? Well, I, I just have a comment on uh, Social Security. Several people have stated, or at least one that I, when I was listening, stated that he was waiting until 70 to uh, start drawing his Social Security. And my comment to that is, you know, you may get a little bit more in Social Security, but uh, I think once you receive your full retirement age, that you should start drawing then, because you don't know when you're going to get in an accident or the big C hits you, or something like that. And if you die early, you're just leaving money on the table. We cannot argue with that on a one-off basis. We're simply looking in the aggregate. It makes more sense to wait. You're right, especially if you come from a family that does not have longevity, if you have health problems, you live a high-risk life, whatever it is, it might not work out. Just had a friend die uh, last week at age 65. So you're absolutely correct, Rolf. So that could happen. But when you look at the numbers, it makes sense to wait. Well, um, you know, uh, I don't believe in the numbers because you don't know when you're going to get hit by a car on the street. We're walking across the crosswalk. Yeah, we're there agreeing with all that. Yeah, those circumstances. There are those circumstances that you can't. 
predict. Absolutely. So, you know, Here's you have bu- to, you know, I'll leave that to you to what you decide. But, you know, I I kept working for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and uh, still got was drawing my full Social Security while I was working. Wait, now, so, whoa, 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 I'm going to stop you there. You're paying a lot in taxes then on it then. Well, you know, um, maybe you are paying on taxes, but remember, you've got a marginal income. For every dollar you get, yeah. Yeah. you still get to keep 40 cents of it. So, I'll, I'll tell you, so, Rolf, if, if I could just make one quick comment. I, I totally understand yeah. your decision. Um, but we have to look at the numbers. A healthy couple at age 65, one of them is likely to, there's a 25% chance one of them will be alive at 97. There's a 50% chance that that uh, one of them will be alive at 92. You get to pick which one, by the way, that <laughs> made that, that application. No, unfortunately that, not. Oh, okay. And so when we're in a position of advising people what yeah. to do, we have to look at all the tax implications and the probabilities and, you know, your health yeah. status and that type of thing. By and the way, you still have to live to about 78 or 79 for that to work out if you wait till 70. Yeah. I so mean, if you don't make it there, then again, you would have been better to take it at full retirement age. Yep. So the, the bigger the bigger issue for me about Social Security is the huge number of Americans that take it at 62. And oftentimes, like in the case of Rolf, didn't need to. I'm, right, I'm guessing yeah, didn't right. need to. Right. Yeah. And so, so that that's part of the planning. If you don't need saying. the money, yeah. then you wait because eight percent guaranteed increase per year. I don't year know of anything else that a, can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. No. That's it, and that's the other point. I tell that in my class. There's nothing that I know of, and if our advisors are telling you all otherwise, that uh, that you can get a guaranteed eight percent a year plus inflation. By the way, mm, right? Might and I think right. it was two percent this year raised or something on Social Security. And, yes, and, and and the surviving spouse gets that higher. Oh, payout. you're not going to forget I'm, that, are you? I'm, my wife is home salivating right now. Oh, I get that? Yeah, well, I didn't know I had to put up with all this for that, but okay, we'll do it. So, yeah, and I mean, Social Security is something that should be considered carefully. That's the point, and most people do not. Yep. That's the sad thing, and most people are very reliant on it. It makes up a huge amount of retirement. So all this talk about stocks and bonds, that's a bigger decision for most people. Truly, it is. And one of the fascinating parts of this fire or this yeah. financial independence, retire early I movement, think they're all crazy, by the way. These are but... people saving 40, 30, 40, no. 50% a year of what they make in order to retire by the time they're 40 and then or what? 50. They want to help others. Okay. How about that? All right, I think that's good. Ever, How about I do both? I'm waiting for you. I still, I still help people, but I, I guess I could do more. I suppose. Okay. All right. Your questions and calls eight five five nine three five eight two five five eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. We'll be back with more. Stay with us. Are talking real money. Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor is a fiduciary at talkingrealmoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Tom Cock and our guest Paul Merriman here today to answer your questions. Anything financial, money related, what's the market going to do, should I put it all in pot stocks, what about cyber, all of that. We'll answer every single thing. 
Well, actually, Paul will. 855. By the, by the way, yes. I am high on pot stocks. Oh, I knew I was going to yeah. be. That's my bad line. I was going to ask you about pot stocks, but I forgot. I got kind of no. distracted and I dove into a big pizza instead. 855 935 8255. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Christian joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Christian. Hello, gentlemen. Great, great to talk to the two smartest men in the business. Oh, stop wow. it. Oh, i tell you what. Thank now, you. a lot to Thank live you. up to, so go ahead. <laughs> um, I understand that Congress is looking at, very strongly looking at, passing a law that would require my children to um, liquidate their inherited IRAs like within 10 years of getting them, or even maybe even five I think years it's five is what they're looking at now. Yeah. So it seems like that would put them unfairly, in my opinion, in a really high tax bracket if they're forced to do that. Does this change overnight the ideal strategy that I should be using in spending down my money? It's a great question. Wait, so what, yeah, what you're talking about is the stretch IRA. So basically today, when Paul passes away and leaves his IRA to me <laughs> as his friend, we had to check those beneficiaries yeah. to make sure they're all set. But uh, when that happens, then I'm they allow me to take out the required minimum distributions based on my lifespan. Uh, so I can take out a little bit for many years. And so when you leave it to a kid, that's the case. By the way, I, I, Christian, I don't trust anything until it's signed, sealed, and delivered when it comes to Congress, but that's a separate issue. So what your question is, if the stretch rules did change, and they what they're talking about is restricting that to five years instead, should you therefore spend down more of the taxable money before the IRA money, which is something I would recommend anyway, and and I would, I would be spending my IRA only as an RMD, as it were. Go ahead, Paul. Well, and I think the other question is uh, what you should be doing about converting any part of your of your uh, IRA to a Roth. If if I could suggest that this is exactly the kind of question that uh, somebody looking to answer that properly would have a uh, hundred things they'd want to know about you and your relationship with your kids and, and all those things Good that point. have to do with estate planning. Uh, I got to ask Tom and put him in the hot seat Uh-oh. here for uh, for a second, Christian. You used to have uh, some sort of a free um, evaluation. Well, where we you, have the blueprint still. And what is, what is the blueprint? You know, the, it looks at your asset allocation. It mm-hmm. looks how much you're paying others. It looks at you know, how much U.S., how much internet. So we do that. We still do that for 199 bucks. But you don't do a, a financial, not it, a financial well, here's planning. The, yeah, we, we kind of eliminated that because yeah. we're unable to dive into that as deeply as we would like. But here's yeah. what we do. For the 199 you, we do all the asset allocation work, and then we do give you a list of recommendations. An advisor looks at it and says, you really ought to do this, you really ought to do this, and here are the things to consider for a plan. In Christian's case, he doesn't need that because I know Christian, but it's a great question. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, the honest truth is the folks you're working with, and I know they do this, should be looking and trying to help you make the decision. But I would only make that decision after Congress actually makes this change, because this, not unlike other things, may change dramatically by the time it finally gets through and sees the president's desk. Does that help? Um. Yeah, I'm just wondering if I should be spending, if if this passes, if I should be spending down the IRA money after just to give my kids less of a headache. 
that might, th- there may be some merit to that. So remember, of course, with the taxable account, the only tax they'd be paying then is they're very little because they get the stepped up basis yeah. on your up, upon your death. So I hope that helps, Christian. Great, thank you. Thank you very much. Great call. Yeah, no, and that this is sort of managing your money around taxes is always a tough complex. one. Yeah, and, it is complex. And by the way, I want to clear something yes. up right now. Okay. Uh, in my 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 IRA beneficiary, you, you wrote me out. The total. Ira goes to the Merriman Financial oh, okay. Education well, I'm be Foundation. That. I'll be running that, exactly. so that's easy. <laughs> that was, and that you'll get a... <laughs> exactly the same pay as I get. <laughs> Double my money because zero time. Oh, it doesn't work. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Let's go back to the phones. Mike joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Today? Good. Terrific. How can we help? Hey. Well, it's not so much a help. It's just a comment about the you know start drawing social security as soon as you can you know live right eat daily you know eat right then get run over by a bus yes so in my i'm looking at retiring in about five years and i've got some investments here and there and i'm scribbling out my social security so i figured in my case if i live to be 85 years old if i started drawing social security at 62 i'd make three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars if I started drawing at 67, I'd make $405,000. And if I started drawing at 70, it'd be like 414000 And are you married? So, what's that? Are you married? No, I'm not married. Okay. No, I'm not. So you don't have to consider yeah. that. You know, I've got a... Yeah. Yeah, and I've got another pension to the side. But what I'm saying is, when I sat down and did the numbers myself, it just made 67 seem to be my sweet yeah, spot. That, and I, again, Good for you. Yeah, no, I mean, the biggest issue we see most of the time is the fact that people take this at 62. I would urge everyone to at least consider full retirement age, which for me is, I think, 66 and nine months. So uh, I'm going to wait till 70 for a variety of personal reasons. And Social Security is a very personal thing. You really should make those decisions. So I think that's very uh, good advice, Mike. Yeah, because it's... You know, over, you know, 20 years, 25 years yep. after I retire, it would cost me $50,000 if I started drawing, you know, five years sooner. So, and live, just is the way yep. to go. Live long and prosper. So good, good thinking. For, good yeah. thinking, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Let's see if we can go back to the phones very quickly and talk to David, who joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, David. David? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Yep. Hey, I heard you guys talking about ganja stocks, and I'm just kind of curious about that. Would it be good? Would it be a good investment now? Before, like, if the government was to legalize it? Or... Oh, this is marijuana, like pot stocks. The answer to that is no. No. Nope. Well, here's why. It's it's a pure speculation. I mean, to buy any sector, to buy any individual stock. I mean. Because we had somebody call last week, and the reason they wanted to is the fear of missing out. I want to be part of, I want to own something that's going to, if you want to do that, you could own Tesla, right? I mean, or no, that went the other right. direction. No, I mean, I'd, but in seriously, I, that'd be my take. Paul, go ahead. You know, it, it's, it, when you buy an individual stock, it, it becomes a speculation. And, and, and in essence, you could say that about any individual stock. Once you put it together as part of a broadly diversified portfolio... You own them. Then, well, I, that's a good question. Yeah. How many uh, pot well, stocks there are, there are, there are in the S&P 500? Yeah, not many. But, but the, 
the question is how much would you be investing in that uh and and how does that relate to the take the, a flyer is what you're saying like a small number. some people do that yeah. i will tell you that my my anecdotal evidence from watching people who are speculating with part of their portfolio over time they would have been better off sitting in an index fund that's my experience watching other people but you who don't get, get to smoke the profits anyway it's ah. all other paul merriman thank you for being part of the program thank you tom you do it a wonderful, was wonderful job as always so much fun we'll get you back here again soon and we'll be back in just a couple minutes on talking real money tom and don are talking real money tom and i believe in helping everybody become a better investor that's why we offer lots of free knowledge at talkingrealmoney.com your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money good help is hard to find in the financial business yeah it is so how do you find them well don mcdonald is going to show you on august 10th and august 14th brand new class one is a saturday morning the other is a wednesday afternoon in bellevue you can register for, register for those right now at talkingrealmoney.com talkingrealmoney.com we hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money no, is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.